When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got a brand new comedy hour. I'm doing an all new hour live on the road. Stand up you've never heard before. July 27th, Burlington, Vermont. July 28th, live Chrissy Chaos in Montreal, Canada. July 28th, Club Soda doing that stand up hour. August 17th to the 20th, Brea Improv, California. September 8th to the 10th, Cobb's Comedy Club, San Francisco. And September 30th, Chicago Theater. Brand new stand-up hour. All the tiki-wikis at chrisdcomedy.com. And all new dates being added next week. So listen in. I think we're going to do it next Wednesday. Listen in for the promo code pre-sale to see if the cities are on your list, if, city, if your home city's on the list. ChrisDComedy.com. I'm so proud of this new stand-up material. If you've never seen me before, now is the time to see me. If you've seen me five times, I'm telling you, come back for a six. This is material you've never heard before. You'll have a good time. ChrisDComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. Chrissy Chaos, my baby daughter, Violet. Swear to God, we're potty training her. She just took off her diaper and ate, ate her own poop. So is it toxic? Is it not toxic? I can't see how your own brand would cause you harm. I genuinely can't. And I actually now, because I'm trying to run a, a health and fitness regimen to get over my COVID, which by the way, this is COVID day six. That's why I'm wearing a hat. I will not take off this hat until I test negative. So FYI. Um, that's what I'm going to be. This is my new yarmulke. This is what it is. This is Jewish Chrissy. I'm literally, I am wearing this on my head until I test negative for COVID. I am Jewish. Shalom Shabbat. Love the Jews. Um, I want to put in my fitness pal, what, how many calories is your own shit? Because that's what my daughter ate, and I don't know how to properly, I know how to put in her oatmeal, I know how to put in the little Lay's potato chip she ate as a snack, I know how to put in um, the mashed up chicken she was given, but what is her poop? How many ounces, how many calories, protein, carbs, you all no say. Now, I got a question. If you had to choose which comedian's shit would you eat? If I had to choose which comedian's shit would I eat? Um, well, th- see, that's a tough question because I've ate, eaten a couple of their shits already. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would say that the comedian's shit that I would probably eat just to get some good luck is Kevin Hart. I'd like to eat Kevin oh, Hart. Just be, also twofold. One, he's, he's done so well in this business that, you know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something in his DNA that I'd like to, that I'd like to swallow. Also, he's small. He probably takes a little smaller poops. You know, you don't want to take a big guy's poop because that's too much. Um, By the way, from now on, every podcast, we're going to do a segment called the I Am Poppy segment where I talk about something that happened to me as a father this week. And I should have done the my daughter ate poop story then, but because I should have done it 30 minutes into the show like I planned. But this is Chrissy Cass. We're off the rails. So what you just heard was the brand new I Am Poppy segment where... 
in the in in the trials and tribulations of being a father, my daughter ate her own poop today, and the the reason why. I, it didn't bother me at all, and I was the one to clean her up, and why I'm getting applauded by the women in this family, aka T.T. Jerry and Jasmine, is because I can't smell it. I can't smell the poop, so I'm doing things like you can't imagine. I'm cleaning diapers. I'm cleaning the floors. I'm doing all these types of things because I'm throwing out the garbage because I can't smell a damn thing, nothing. However, I did get a hint just a hint of the bacon in the bacon, egg, and cheese I ate just now. I ate a bacon, egg, and cheese with avocado in a whole wheat wrap with ketchup, and I could, I could faintly taste the bacon. And I've noticed that after I do the neti pot, when I neti pot, when I steady neti, my, no, my scent comes back. The scent comes back. As I said on Patreon, I can't, I can't smell or taste anything, but I can still feel the hatred for my family. That the neti pot won't wash away. It will not wash it away. And, you know, I don't know who to blame for getting COVID. Is it Providence, Rhode Island's fault? Is it Los Angeles' fault? Is it my manager Emilio's fault for renting a convertible and us driving <laughs> around Los Angeles? I don't know whose fault it is, but it's somebody's fault because how could I get it? And here's my question to you folks. How could I get COVID two years later and all of a sudden I finally got it? And they say that the people who are getting it now are mostly people I've never gotten before. So what does that tell you? What does that spell? C-H-I-N-A. That's what it spells. That's what it spells. China. They, it's maybe it's not China. I don't think it's actually China anymore. I do think that the virus has been patented though, and many countries own it now. So maybe China was first to the game, but I do think many countries own it now. And now, what virus behaves this way? Now, now all of a sudden, the people who evaded it for two and a half years are all getting it. What? Oh, tell me, tell me why ain't nothing but a COVID. Tell me why can't smell anything, not even shit. Oh, why I'm never gonna be the same. Cause COVID is to blame. What were we saying, Pippi? Uh, China's having a tough time right now. China scrambles to defuse alarm over mortgage boycotts and bank runs. So, chi- so the Chinese- Boycotts. What did I say? Boycotts. Boycotts. COVID brain fog. <laughs> China now is is having some economic hardship. Um, the people there, the good Chinese citizens, are making a run on their banks because they probably feel that um, things are not going their way. I actually don't know why China... Why there's some, is... Ch- there's something cooking over there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I not know. really sure... Have you been paying attention to all the fires out west? Like, every state's on fire right now. Yeah, well, I mean, all these states are on fire now because, you know, uh, we've said this many, many times before. Nobody is supposed to be living on the west coast. You're supposed to be living on the east coast. I read that. I'm telling you, I'm still reading that book, Island in the Center of the World. It's about the Dutch and New Amsterdam and New York City. No, but the 13 colonies, this is where we were supposed to live. Nobody's supposed to live in Florida that they knew that George Washington, the founding fathers, knew it was going to go underwater, and nobody's supposed to go west of Pennsylvania. But (laughs) when people want to go there, you're going to drown or you're going to get lit on fire. That's what it is. Um, I, by the way, I was just kidding about C-H-I-N-A. I'm just kidding about China, okay? It's a hack joke to make right now. But... 
because this is the first time I'm having COVID, my brain is defaulting into 2020 bits. So you're just going to have to deal with that for a minute or two while I do 2020 bits. A lot of people are like, how are you getting your smell back? Playing the national anthem. Hack bit from two years ago. But I just have to get it out. Let my brain go through it because I've, I've had all these bits stored. I said, oh, when I get COVID, I'll do these bits. And then I never got the chance. So now I'm getting the chance to do it. I'm drinking the semen of Donald Trump. That's what I'm doing. Those are my, that's, that's Regeneron. So <laughs> oh my God, get it all out. Get, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Donald Trump, sad news. And I like to have a moment of silence for Ivana Trump, who tragically died um, at 74 years old, falling down the stairs. Now, is this what that Netflix documentary, The Staircase is about? This? I don't know. Falling down. I don't know. It's a little bit weird, huh? So Donald Trump said, I'm very saddened to inform all of those that loved of her, which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. Is it his home or her home? That's the question. She was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. Imagine you said her pride and joy were, the, her, were her children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, Eric, and a few I don't know about, or like a few I, a few I can't remember right now. <laughs> She was so proud. She was so proud of them, as we were all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. So, you know, it's sad, you know, because you know, like any elderly person, that's why I think that stairs. You should just remove stairs from the elderly. I mean, my father, as soon as he got here a month ago, he fell out the, off the stairs. I think stairs kill more people than guns. Do stairs kill more people than guns? Go to patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, write in the community board, and say, do more do stairs kill more people than guns? We're not sure. Um, but I do think that stairs, I remember being a physical therapist, stairs were, they were, that everybody was coming in with a problem with the stairs. They fell down the stairs, like even when my dad fell. You know, he was okay, but I was worried about him for the next week or two because you just worry about like a slow bleed, does it cause a clot, all these issues, you know? Um, but, you know, it's, uh, we're sorry for her, sorry for the, uh, well, I guess she was never the first lady. If you, has, has the president or ex-president or former president ever had an ex-wife? So what would Ivana Trump be, you know, Melania was the first lady, but did a president ever have an ex-wife? Going into the office? I don't know. Because I guess was she like the first lady ex? I don't know. Ever had an ex-wife before? Yeah. How many presidents have been divorced? Let's see. Let's see. Anybody? Oh, James Buchanan. Well, James Buchanan, we did a... Uh, we did a top five on if you go to youtube.com slash Christy Comedy and we figured out that James Buchanan was probably the first and only gay president. Um, Ronald Reagan divorced his wife. Uh, got it. So Reagan got, was the one who got a divorce, FDR. Oh, by the way, we are also today, we're doing a Christy DiStefano segment. We're bringing back history. I'm going to talk to you guys about, actually, let's do it now. Let's get into it now. Yeah. I'm going to do this. We're going to play a little guessing game. Okay, I want you to guess this president. I want you to guess. I want you to guess this historical figure. Okay. One, I'm a Republican. Two, I had a huge part in bringing Puerto Rico to the United States. Three, I was the commissioner of the New York City Police Department. Four, my family's wealthy and I grew up in New York. 
Five, I was sick and I had asthma and my father pushed me to be active and improved his health. Seven, I fought in the Spanish-American War and I, I had a, formed a volunteer uh, cavalry regiment, which one day they would name condoms after, a.k.a. the Rough Riders. Nine, I have a toy named after me. Ten, Chris Stefano's watching a documentary about my life. Eleven, <laughs> Robin Williams played me in the movie Night at the Museum. Twelve, I didn't like Native Americans. Thirteen, I look like a I look like a fucking asshole with glasses and his stupid mustache. Fourteen, my name rhymes with Schmetty Schmozevelt. That's right, folks. I'm Teddy Roosevelt. T R baby, Teddy Roosevelt. Fascinating. Carrie, um, he had the big stick uh, d- diplomacy, walk soft and carry a big stick. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, first of all, let me talk to you about Teddy Roosevelt. The Roosevelt, one of the most iconic familias in American history, still to this day. Roosevelt Island, um, Roosevelt Island. Uh, Roosevelt, um, what else, Roosevelt? That mall, right? Roosevelt Field Mall. <laughs> uh, you know, Ro- the Roosevelts. And the, I feel like the Roosevelt, I feel like the three most prominent American families, the Roosevelts, the Vanderbilts, the Epsteins. Those are the top three. <laughs> so Teddy Roosevelt, okay, born um, sometime. Here's when... Teddy Roosevelt was born. I don't know the exact date he was born. It was sometime in the 1860s because this is wild. This is wild. President Lincoln died in April of 1865, and they did, Abraham Lincoln, they did a full funeral procession on a train and, you know, through, through, through had parades and stuff with his body. Just They just carried Lincoln's body around the country as it was just decaying in the, in the casket. And they came through New York City where Teddy Roosevelt was from. And there was 100,000 people lining the streets in New York, which is a huge crowd for the time. And there's a picture of Lincoln's casket walking by. And then on the second or third floor of this mansion where Teddy Roosevelt and his brother lived, there's two little boys peering out, looking at the procession. It was Teddy Roosevelt and his brother. You know, you have, yeah, there it is. See this picture Pimp just put up? Teddy Roosevelt pictured watching Lincoln's funeral. It's fascinating fascinating um uh picture that you know you have the you know he was going to go on to be the 26th president looking at the 16th president body just being carted past him it was pretty cool and then you know teddy roosevelt would learn to love uh would would like you know he would he would look up to abraham lincoln for his whole life his whole presidential career was always quoting lincoln because he saw his dead body walking by when he was a little boy now, Teddy Roosevelt was like an asthmatic, sickly kid. He'd probably be at the peanut allergy table today and we'd write him off. But that's what I think sometimes what happens in life is you get, some, you get afflicted with something and you have that thing where you say, I'm going to sink or swim. Well, Teddy swam, even though he had asthma and probably didn't like getting wet and was probably in the, in, in the pool with a, with a full, you know, with a, with a one-piece bathing suit on because that's how men used to swim. Men used to swim just wearing long sleeve shirts and shorts like idiots. So <laughs> it was ridiculous. But 
he swam. He would. He literally. He went to Harvard. Um, he, you know, was on the boxing team. All he kept defying odds. Teddy Roosevelt kept defying odds, even though he was sickly. He kept saying, "I'm going to show you that I can make it," even though I'm sickly and people counting me out. He was like an original, like a Stephen Hawking. He just kept going. He was like Stephen Hawking said, even though. I'm just, you know, in this wheelchair, I'll, I'll make a computer that can speak for me. Teddy Roosevelt same. He was like, even though I'm sickly, uh, you think I'm dumb, you know, you think I, I got four eyes because I have these stupid glasses on, then, because guess what? It was very, 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 very uncommon to be in the public eye wearing glasses during his time. You would never wear glasses because it showed weakness. But Teddy Roosevelt said, I'm going to, I'm bringing glasses back. He was going to bring sexy back with glasses. So only Benjamin Franklin before that had worn glasses. And Teddy said, I'm going back. I'm going to go back. And I'm going to put on glasses because I have syphilis too. So um, it's very interesting. Teddy Roosevelt, by the way, fascinating, fascinating, fascinating man. So Teddy Roosevelt, you ready for this? You want to talk about tragedy? Teddy Roosevelt. First of all, he's from New York City. He's a New York kid, okay? Pimp, when you can, pull up Teddy Rose. What did Teddy Roosevelt sound like? Just real quickly, what, let's play this real quickly because this is what you sounded like if you, were from a, if you were from New York City. Go ahead, play this one. This is the one, the one that says 19 hours. It's not. It's just, just 30 seconds. Just play this one. Play this quick. This is what Teddy Roosevelt sounded like. Listen to this. Listen, not that. This is... This is this is a digital ad, which I'll be doing for Volkswagen companies that provide our public service. Our prime concern That's New York accent in the 1900s. And assuming finally to interpret it and therefore finally to make it. The acts of the course of the court. Wow, that's how I imagine ghosts sound. Well, because literally, so just imagine, this, that's how ghosts probably do sound. Just imagine Teddy Roosevelt, born and raised in New York City, private school, you know, I guess a little bit wealthier, goes on to do great things. And he sounds like that. Now you have Andrew Schultz, <laughs> born and raised, wealthy New York City, going on to great things. And he sounds like place of Schultz. <laughs> and this is what, just put, and this is what, this is what the new, this is what the new Manhattan elite sound like. What's up, everybody? Uh, you had a special that yeah. you... What's up, everybody? By the way, Schultz is killing it, and he's turned into a Cuban man. <laughs> I love it. Okay. He's the best. It's unbelievable. Whoa. No, wait for it. Wild mother... Yep. Boy, yeah. There it is. Schultzy baby. By the way, go get Andrew Schultz's special right now. Uh, it's live, baby. Go get it uh, um, right off his website, I believe. Right? Yeah, AndrewSchultz.com. Go fucking 15 bucks. Go do it. Go do it because the kid is just, you know, he's doing it the right way. But Play he is the new Teddy Roosevelt. He is the new Teddy Roosevelt. He is the new Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Schultz, is, Schultz is my Teddy Roosevelt. Um, and, um... And so, but but he put out this comedy special, Schultzy, and uh, and it's great because you know he bought it back from from uh, I think it was Amazon or some streamer, and he you know they, they said they weren't weren't going to put it on because his jokes are too offensive, and he used a lot of money, bought it back, and it's a fucking big win for comics. So go support Andrew Schultz and buy that damn special. Um, but so that's the New York accent. But 
Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Listen, you know I've been dealing with some Covey-Wovey. Things get, can get dark. I think that there's actual neurochemical thing to this, you know, virus. I went on BetterHelp, talked to my counselor, helped talk me through it. I really appreciate it. BetterHelp is a product that I genuinely use week after week. It's helped me in so many ways. BetterHelp is online therapy that works for you. It supports a healthy brain. Um, it's like learning a new language or like taking power naps. It's something that we need. It's part of like a meditation. It's awesome. Um, it's, it's online therapy. It offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. Um, so you don't have to see anyone on camera. Um, you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And right now, if you go to betterhelp.com chaos, that's betterhelp.com chaos, you're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com chaos, 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, I'm telling you, you got nothing to lose. Go try it now. Go talk to somebody, babe. You want to get ahead of thinning hair? Do you? Then get ahead of it with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. Let me tell you about it. First of all, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage, okay? So that's important. Nutrafol's hair growth nutricycles. Nutricycles go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning hair, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. So this thing takes a whole body approach to your hair. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Physician formulated using natural medical-grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. That's a big one. So you don't have to compromise your sexual health at all, but you can get your hair back. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. Now, you can grow thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com men and entering the promo code CHAOS to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is the best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. So right now, I mean, just for the name of the website alone, Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, use the pro and use the promo code CHAOS, you're going to get $15 off and free shipping. So Nutrafol.com slash men. Use the promo code chaos. Get your hair back and stay sexually active, you freaks. What I wanted, what was unreal about Teddy Roosevelt, imagine this happens to you. 1884, okay? Teddy is somewhere away on business and politics, gets a call or a telegram or smoke signal Gets, it, gets alerted that he just had a baby. So ecstatic, I just had a baby, right? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Great, we have a baby, amazing. You know, at that point, they were, like, saying, they, they were assuming it's gender, which, whatever, we'll get to later on in the show, but they were assuming the baby's gender. He did have a girl, and it's what it is. Then he gets another telegram. Like, a week later, get home right now. Gets home, finds out his mother is dying, his wife contracted something. His mother had contracted, I think, like typhoid fever or something, some disease. She's dying. The fa- the, 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 his wife, who had just given birth to their child, dying from childbirth. On the same day, 
February 14th, 1884, happy Valentine's Day. He loses his mother and his wife. On the same day, the most important women, the two most important women in his life dies on Valentine's Day. The day of love dies. And he is uh, stunned, stunned with what happened, how he comes to one conclusion and one conclusion only. He said, if, if on Valentine's Day, the day of love, I literally lose the two most important women in my life, that means one thing and one thing only, your boy's gay. He says, <laughs> it must be men for me. And then he goes, he genuinely, I think that that's true. If I lost my mom and the mother of my children on the same day, first of all, I'd yell, yes, I'm free. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I would be so heartbroken. But I would then question if, yeah, I would question if God wants me to be with women or not because he's like, I killed the two most important women that uh, in your life on the same day because I'm trying to lead you towards the promised land, which is in that man's uncircumcised penis. So, I don't know, though. But he goes to the Badlands, to South Dakota, capital Pierre. Um, he goes there, and he just lives off the land. He goes out every day just because what he does, when he goes through real loss, what Teddy Roosevelt does, and he'll do this his whole life, is he says, you know what? I just got, the life just kicked the shit out of me, man. I just lost my, my girl. I lost my mom. It's Valentine's Day. This sucks. I'm going to go work so hard and do so, and get so busy every day that I'm going to forget about the loss. It's what he did when he had asthma. It's what he did when they were calling him four eyes. It's what he did all the time. He said, I'm just going to keep working. And he goes out there and he lives off the land. He goes out every day with a tea bag and a biscuit. And he says, I'll live off the land. I'll eat, I'll eat bison. I'll eat buffalo. I'll eat, I'll eat a fucking, I'll eat a Lakota Native American. I don't give a shit. I'll eat everybody. And that's what he does. And he just hardens himself up and he goes from like a frail little man, you know, with sickly with these glasses. He gets absolutely jacked during this time. Gets jacked, becomes like, you know, uh, this famous, famous figure. Everybody loves Teddy Roosevelt. They're like, oh, this guy is the symbol. Like this whole America, we're strong. America, we're number one. Yeah, America. That, this is Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt is the first one to, because we were the world's economic power, but we were more like, oh yeah, you know, we build stuff, but like, whatever, we're just America. Where Teddy Roosevelt just starts whipping out his American dick and beating <laughs> off in front of the European nation. Says, no, 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 we're fucking America, you little scumbags. Okay? They, they tried to kill my family on Valentine's Day. And now I'm back. That's what, he, he says, I'll fucking, I'll bend over the Statue of Liberty and fuck her in her ass for freedom. Oh That's what he says in one of his speeches. So Teddy Roosevelt then becomes the New York City police commissioner, okay? He becomes the police commissioner and he literally turns around and cleans up New York City because New York at the time, and this has never happened, and this was the only time in New York City history this has happened, but the police were corrupt. And, and he cleans them up and he faces 
one of the top policemen who's like a real piece of shit who'll like he'll get you involved in controversy. I think his name was Burns, Mr. Burns. He gets you, he'll get you involved in controversy. He'll fucking uh, he'll kill you. He'll kill your family if you try to go against him because you know at that time in in, in New York City in, in really the world what would ha- what was happening was is you know. Um, First of all, you couldn't buy liquor on Sundays unless you bribed the police officers. You couldn't have a brothel open unless you bribed the police officers. You couldn't have this or that unless you bribed the police officers. So there's all this corruption going on. And Teddy Roosevelt said no, because Teddy Roosevelt, here's the thing about him. Even though he was born into a life of great privilege and wealth, Roosevelt family, one of the five wealthiest families in New York City, his father, his father said to him, If you're going to be a philanthropist and we're going to be rich, then the only way to be a true philanthropist is you need to see how the other side lives. You need to go into the underbellies of the city and see how they live. That is what it means to be wealthy. Yes, you have your own money and you have your privilege, but to understand your privilege, you have to go help the poor. So this was instilled in him. What was also instilled in Teddy Roosevelt was the fact that his father, rich motherfuckers, they could do this back in the day. His father did not fight in the Civil War. Why? Because Teddy Roosevelt's mother was a Confederate and Teddy Roosevelt's uncles were Confederate naval officers. So Teddy Roosevelt's father said, I, I want to fight in the Civil War, but I can't because that will literally cause war with his family. So instead he did what many, many rich people did at that time. They paid for representatives to fight for them in the war. So they paid some Irish immigrant probably to wear the name Roosevelt to go fight for them as a surrogate in the war. The same way, so surrogates have been around a long time. It didn't start with with, with Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian surrogates. No, 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 no. They were surrogates in the Civil War. (laughs) They were the original surrogates was Teddy Roosevelt's father making some Irish immigrant or slave probably go fight in the war for him and they probably fucking died and it's it's fucked up. If you had to do that now, who would you hire? If I I literally had to fight in the war and and do a a surrogate, T.T. Jerry, that's who I put out there for me. General, that's a five-star general. T.T. Jerry is a five-star general. We got to get her on a horse. She's already a general in the trans army. Oh my God. Yeah. By the way, real quick, I just wanted to, I, this is off topic real quick, but I just wrote this down because it was so funny. I saw they were doing this because, you know, I've been home with COVID, just watch TV on NBC Sports. I think it was NBC, NBC Sports or NBC. They were doing like this basketball tournament, like, you know, for fun, like yeah. basketball tournament. And one of the team. this was the team. <laughs> the one team was named the NBC Peacocks and the other team's name was the Autism Army. Oh my God. <laughs> and their jersey said Autism Bro, Army. Do they have uh, merch? Yo, we I, I was thinking about, <laughs> yo, we gotta get that fucking merch for Pimp Autism Army. Oh yo, are God. you in the fucking Autism Army or not? Do you fight and die with the Autism Should Army? We just drop the merch? Yo, you wanna drop? <laughs> yo, I was, I was dead. I was like, is, am, am I in COVID fog right now? Or is motherfuckers really saying that they're the Autism Army? Let's go. Yeah, and they were fucking throwing the basketball off the backboard. They were going fucking the wild. Army, the Army's building. I think the stat is like one in 10 people now. The Army's building? Of, uh, have autism. Good. Good. Honestly, dude, I would... I, uh, the, the mo- some of the most fascinating people I've met in my life have been on the spectrum. Some of the children that I had the privilege of working with when I was a pediatric physical therapist on the spectrum. Amazing, amazing, amazing people. Um, it's sad, the children who's autism or people's autism is so pronounced that they can't uh 
speak and they're nonverbal because they have such probably brilliant things to say because the ones who are verbal are fascinating. Well, I think it all links back to like plastics in the water. And also, did you see that weed killer that's in everyone's pee now? That's in everyone's pee? Yeah. Is 80, that- 80% of Americans are have it, are carrying this toxin. I know. Jazz keeps saying like, how come like the grass is always green without any sprinklers in the parks, but we don't have sprinklers outside and our grass is dry? I'm like, because I go and piss in it every night. That's why. Um, so wait. So um, what was I saying? Teddy Roosevelt. I got off topic real quick. Teddy Roosevelt. Um, so uh, he was he was going to live poor too. As far he was going to live poor until. Oh, so what I want to say was Teddy Roosevelt. So the reason why I'm bringing up fighting in the Civil War is because that bothered him. Teddy Roosevelt loved his pops, man. He loved his fucking pops. But he, which by the way, just real quick caveat, my dad still hasn't shit. It's day eight. So Bro, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. What the fuck? T, T and P, thoughts and prayers, also toilet paper. Um, <laughs> he's going to get a colonoscopy uh, this week. Um, oh my God. So, so, um, but, so with Teddy Roosevelt, that bothered him. See, this is what it is, man. You, something happens in your life, Right. And then you, like, you don't even realize subconsciously it, like, changes you. It, like, it makes you become the person you are. Teddy Roosevelt kind of became a president and a leader as time went on that was a bit of, like, a warmonger. Oh. He kind of, like, this whole idea of the United States being a warmongering nation and our currency is, and our, our um, big export is war kind of started with Teddy. It kind of started with Teddy fucking Roro. If I'm going to be honest with you, it started with Teddy Roe because before that, we were pretty, we were pretty much a nation that was, like, you know, kind of like um we stood off on the sidelines we were like we're not getting involved in any wars we had our war for independence we had the civil war we ain't trying to fight nobody no mo we don't want to fight so teddy roosevelt though says no no no, no. listen we're gonna we gotta fight we gotta fight cuba okay we gotta fight in cuba we gotta fight the spaniards from spain we got to fight the Spaniards. These were like Spain at that time in the late 1890s, early 1900s was like the last kind of old school empire. Okay. Like that last colonial empire was a Spain, Hispania. And what Spain was doing was fucked up to the Cubans, Cuba. It was fucked up to them. They were, they were the ones who kind of originated concentration camps, uh, Adolf, got the idea of concentration camps from the Spaniards doing it to the Cubans. Okay, they were, they, were not, they were starving them to death. They had them in concentration camps. They were trying to, Spain was trying to beat down Cuba. And Teddy Roosevelt was like, we cannot stand for this. We're not standing for this. And America was like, no, we're not getting involved. Shut up, Teddy. We're not going to do it. William Taft was the president. He was a fat fuck. He was like, you know, like, I just want to sit and eat. I, I just like, we just invented hot dog. Like, hot, we got hot dogs. Nathan's just got invented in Coney Island. Like, I just want hot dogs. I just want to sit here and eat the hot dogs. And so what Teddy Roosevelt says is, we're going to join the war. He goes, and I'm not just going to sit here. I think he was secretary of state then under William Taft. He goes, I'm not just going to sit here and order men to battle like my father did subconsciously. I, Teddy Roosevelt, am going to war myself. This guy, you have to understand how wild that was. That would be like a high-ranking politician now, like fucking, you know, like that would be like Nancy Pelosi just being like, I'm going to war. I'm taking these big old bags and I'm going to war. That would be like AOC being like, I'm going to fucking war. 
<laughs> so, and the connection between Teddy Roosevelt and AOC is mind blowing in a second. What? Um, well, just <laughs> so, so. Uh, what was what was Teddy's turn your phone moment? So Teddy's turn your phone moment was this. What I'm about to say, he went and he organized cavalry. Uh, uh, on horseback, cavalry, which at that time, in the late 1800s, there were still no tanks yet in warfare. He ordered a, a group of men he got together from his people, guys that he met when he was in the uh, uh, South Dakota Badlands, um, you know, high-ranking generals that he knew. He got the band of them all together and said, let's create a cavalry unit, and they called them the Rough Riders. You've heard of the Rough Riders. You've seen the condom brand. You've heard the DMX song, Rough Riders. Okay, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, the original DMX. So Teddy Roosevelt created the Rough Riders and he personally went to Cuba. They went to Cuba and he fought the Spanish from Spain single-handedly with, of course, the rest of the United States Army, but he went and did it and came back a hero. He rode, very similar story here to George Washington, where George Washington was fighting in the French and Indian War. And uh, I'm sorry, well, he fought in the French and Indian War, but George Washington in the Revolutionary War at one point charged the British and bullets were like the soldiers that were like ricocheting off of him, almost like as if he was protected by a divine spirit to go on to do something great. Same with Teddy Roosevelt, riding like a madman on that horse, perfect target for the Spaniards shooting downhill, doesn't get shot, bullets ricocheting off him, kills the horse. And, you know, uh, you know, just like George Washington, had three horses shot out from underneath, same with Roosevelt, just keeps fucking going. Keeps going, says, I'm a rough rider. He just kept getting up. He got, hoo, hoo. Every time he got up, he was just, nah, 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 Some new. Stop. Drop. Shut him down. Open up shop. Ooh. Ooh. That's what Rough Riders do. That's what Teddy fucking Roosevelt did, baby. And he comes back after we win. Here's the connection. We win the Spanish-American War because fucking Teddy Roosevelt's just on that horse shooting down Spaniards, okay? And the Spaniards killed a lot of people too, and it's just bad. And everybody, it's just a bad war. Spain, they got to, they, Spain says, here's the things we get. You ready for what we get? Ready for what we get in this? Spain no longer belongs to Cuba. So get that out. You're out with Cuba. Cuba out. The United States comes in. And we, we take Cuba. A lot of people don't know that. We, t we took it, Cuba. The Philippines, Manny Pacquiao. We get the Philippines, a.k.a. the Filipino, the Filipino um, uh, U.S. owning the Philippines um, after the Spanish-American War is why we have the, the great, greatest um, nursing staff and physical therapy, physical therapy staff in the world is because the Filipinos have come here and they're the best healthcare practitioners and they make amazing chicken. And... Without this, without Teddy Roosevelt, I'm genuinely a different person. I do not sit before you as the Chrissy Chaos El Blanquito that I am because Teddy gives us Puerto Rico. Spanish-American War, part of it is we get Puerto Rico, and then that's why the Puerto Ricans begin to come here 40 years later and change my life, okay? Change my life. Teddy Roosevelt, you are... My abuelito, you are abuelito to me. You, Teddy, 
gave us Puerto Rico because you convinced the United States to fight in the Spanish-American War, therefore giving us Puerto Rico, giving us AOC, giving us my family, giving us adobo. I just want to say gracias, Senor Abolito Roosevelt. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So that's, so that's the Spanish-American War, okay? Dude, how interesting is fucking Teddy? So weird. And then I found this fact, too, about him. Teddy Roosevelt, a boxing accident left him virtually blind in one eye. As we said, Roosevelt boxed for Harvard University's Intramural Lightweight Championship. It just sounds pussy. Intramural Lightweight Championship. It sounds puss. Um, no, but look how it happened, man. He's Sergio. But during his days in the White House, um, he regularly put up his dukes against former professional boxers and other sparring partners until a punch from a young artillery officer smashed the blood vessel and left him nearly blind in his eye. So that's why later in his life, you see Teddy Roosevelt with that big fucking, you know, monocle thing. Like that, that's, that's why. And yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, if he literally would just was, would train him with Sergio, it would be fine. Sergio, Sergio Chacon would have been good for him for, for boxing and in the Spanish-American War looking for snakes. Sergio <laughs> would have been a good tour guide for that. Um, so, you know, now listen. Dude, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about Teddy Roosevelt is for all of history, American history before that, okay, nobody, no, no, U.S. president, no high-ranking U.S. politician, no wealthy U.S. person would ever fight big business, okay? America was not involved. The government was not involved in big business. It was a private thing. Roosevelt, growing up with the lessons from his father of, oh, you know, I don't, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, just because we're wealthy, you know, you still got to help the poor guy, that, that, you know, which a lot of wealthy people didn't think like that at that time. Roosevelt starts a fight with... J.P. Morgan, which go on Chase Bank, starts a fight with Nelson D. Rockefeller, says, hey, you little fuckers, with Chase, with uh, J.P. Morgan, he says, look, man, you, you can't have a monopoly on the railroads like this. You're charging get prices. You can't do this. So we're coming in. We're going to monitor it. You know, we're going to, we're, we're, we're taking over. So fuck you. Then with Rockefeller, there was a big thing with coal. Coal used to coal heated heated up all the houses in the country everything was about coal j coal everything was coal 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 so they had a monopoly on coal and the workers started striking and the workers were like we're not unless we get like a pay wage like we're not we're not going to heat the houses anymore like we live in unsafe conditions everybody's fucking dying nobody's getting us the money and rockefeller was just being a rich prick being like well fuck you i own the companies if you want to protest we'll get the army to get you the hell out of there or, or uh, i'm sorry no he didn't say that rockefeller said we'll we'll get you out of there and we'll get new workers i don't care i'm not i'm you know i'm i'm getting paid um i'm going to make my money and then roosevelt gets involved brings the us army in he brings the us army in and he says listen guys listen Government now, now the government is going to be involved in this shit and we're going to regulate this shit and coal workers are now going to be federal employees and now the government owns it. Go fuck yourself. And this was the first time and now still kind of to this day where the government gets involved in the corporate sector. Now the government, U.S. government is involved in many things now that they weren't before. So he's becoming, the, and people love him for this because he gets the coal, he gets people's houses heated back up. They're like, all right, at this point in American history, everyone trusts the government because they're like, because they, they didn't trust big business, but they trusted the government. 
So then the next thing uh, uh, he does um, is, first of all, he he made the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, because, dude, you know what they used to do? Like, and they probably still do. Like, meat was just like, it would just go off. Like, it was just like... Um, like unregulated dude they used to fucking put like rats in the meat oh. grinders the meat would be poisoned people there would be over a hundred thousand deaths a year just from meat so oh. teddy roosevelt went in and cleaned that up um even though all the rich business partners were like what the fuck are you doing um the panama canal teddy roosevelt even though it wasn't built during his presidency um uh he was the one that started it during his presidency is when he got the big push to to make it which is still used today the panama canal dude it used to be it used to take you like a like three months to get from the west coast to the east coast with before planes and then through the panama canal you cut off eight thousand miles off your journey you cut, cut off like a month and a half of your journey um, Remember, it got clogged. It fucked everything up. Still, yeah, now. still Panama yeah. Canal. Still, when it when it got messed up because um, when that ship Some got bullshit. stuck in between it, yeah, yeah it, it got everything. Everything got fucked. Um, so, um, you know, Teddy Roosevelt just um, amazing. And then he goes on. He becomes a great. Pre so it's interesting. The Republicans. He was a Republican. The 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 Republicans did not. They did not want to elect Teddy Roosevelt because they thought he was nuts. He was kind of like an original Trump in a way mm. where he was like, I'm going against the status quo. I'm good. I mean, except he was like beloved by most of the country. Roosevelt, you know, there's still, but that's just a divide. He's like Trump. If Trump never had his father teach him that lesson. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's like the Trump. Exact. Good point. Yeah. Roosevelt is Trump without, if his father never taught him that lesson. Right. So Roosevelt Nobody wants him to be president, okay? But back in those days, if you were governor of New York, it was almost like the governors of New York almost 100% became the presidents of the United States because New York was, we had the biggest harbor. We were just like, all the, the entire economy of the, of the country came to New York. So the governors of New York would, would, if you became governor of New York, you were going to become president. And they did not want, the Republicans did not want Teddy Roosevelt to become governor of New York because everybody loved him in New York, okay? Everybody loved this guy in New York. It's kind of like a mini DeSantis. Everybody loves him in his home state. Oh so so, so they love, <laughs> they love Roosevelt in New York. So what they do, what the Republicans comes up with is they say, you know what? You know what? Instead of making him governor of New York, hey, Violet, hi, honey, we're learning about Teddy Roosevelt. We're going to tell you why you got a little teddy bear in a second. Do you want to know why you got a teddy bear? You have a teddy bear right there, and it's named after Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, she's eating her shit. Um, <laughs> we'll tell you. I'll, I'm going to tell you. Just stay, stick around for two more minutes. I'm going to tell you where the origination of the teddy bear came about. It's, it's a wild story. But let me just get through this. So how amazing is it that we just did a whole episode on Teddy Roosevelt, and now this company, the Roosevelts, comes on the show. I love their shirts. I love their clothes. I wore their shirts on my Joe Rogan appearance. I wear a Roosevelt shirt almost every time I'm doing this fucking show. I love the Roosevelts. Literally, it's probably named after Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, literally, I didn't realize. I, I'm putting it all together now. Unbelievable. Guys, why don't you, Roosevelt should make a Mount, Rush, Mount Rushmore shirt. Roosevelt should make my merch, Chrissy Bandejo. Mm. Should I get Roosevelt? If you're listening, can we do a Chrissy Chaos drop? Because I love your shirt so much. <laughs> they literally, just go look at, anytime I'm wearing a fun shirt, the John A. Light episode when I had the lemons on my shirt, the Joe Rogan episode, or uh, when I was doing my, my TV show, I'm always wearing Roosevelt's shirts because I love their stuff so much. 
they have the best um they they have the best uh uh quality it never shrinks i love I, I wear these shirts all the time tt jerry's got a few of the shirts they got star wars marvel dc nickelodeon you name it all types of fun stuff color schemes i love it dude it's literally like it's literally like you ever seen the show i think you should leave on netflix that store dan flashes it's literally if this was a real place and the shirts are unbelievable and watch the dan flashes tim robinson watch the dan flashes sketch on i think you should leave on netflix tim robinson's i think you should leave and this is me with roosevelt shirts i love the shirt so much i'm gonna go fucking insane for them and right now if you go to rsvlts.com slash chrissy chaos that's rsvlts.com slash chrissy chaos and use the code chrissy chaos at checkout you're gonna get 20 percent off your first order okay viente percent off your first order rsvlts.com slash chrissy chaos use code chrissy chaos at checkout for 20 percent off your first order go do it i love these shirts they say the republicans say and this is what it is just back first you want to be a sneaky little motherfucker Okay, you want to be you want to be a fucking bendejo, as people were calling me on their TikTok videos, on their TikTok reaction videos from my Mexican fall to the ceiling bit. Bendejos, I've been called bendejo more times in the last week than I have in a long time since the last time Jasmine had a family party here. So I, I, so Chrissy bendejo. So I. That's merch. Chrissy bendejo. Chrissy bendejo. (laughs) So, so um, the Republicans, what they do is try to be fucking sneaky is they say, you know what? They say, you know what, Teddy, come here, come here, come here. Forget about governor of New York. Who wants to be governor of New York? Uh, no, you don't want to be governor of New York. It sucks. Uh, it's whack. They say, we'll make you vice president. How about that? Vice president, which is the most thankless bullshit job in politics. Still to this day, you literally have no power. You can literally, you in a second can be everything or four years go by and you're nothing. You have genuinely no power unless the president dies. Then you become the most powerful man. What happens? President McKinley, okay? President McKinley is president. They're the ones that decide to make Teddy Roosevelt vice president. Well, one day, President McKinley, against Secret Service's advice, goes to Buffalo makes a speech, and then wants to do a fucking meet and greet. He wants to do a meet and greet. Guess what? Gets shot with a gun under paper, just like the Japanese prime minister just got shot with a fake gun, with a toy gun that was hidden. Same thing. Toy gun, not a fake gun, a real gun. It killed both these men. But hidden gun, kills McKinley. Now what? Que paso, papa? Teddy Roosevelt. Republicans who were sitting in office, worst nightmare, Teddy Roro's president now. And he immediately says, I know what you motherfuckers tried to do. You guys are done. And Roosevelt goes on, finishes off that presidency, but feels illegitimate because he's like, I kind of really didn't win this. I was just kind of like given this. Like, but goes on, gets the American people fall in love with him. You know, he's, 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 he's taking America kind of like, you know, into the, 20th century he's making it great he's making it great again and and you know he had he was the hero of the spanish-american war he well he was making great for the first time he was the hero of the spanish spanish-american war teddy roosevelt um he you know got got the panama canal going um he everybody you know he's fighting he's basically fighting 
corporate America, which the people hate. There was a big divide back then, as there still is today, where, you know, the average person fucking hated, they hated, um, you know, big business because they were just screwing them over left and right. Teddy Roosevelt, fought, Teddy Roosevelt's the first U.S. president to say, the U.S. government is on the little man side. We're here for the people. Because it used to be the presidents are just more elite, wealthy pieces of shit. Teddy Roosevelt said, no, 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 no. I'm going to change all that. I'm for you. And so the people love him. He still to this day, Teddy Roosevelt, when he wins the, his presidential election after, you know, being it being given to, given to him, what, when he campaigns for real, biggest presidential election win in U.S. history still to this date. All, every single state won. Every single state voted for Teddy Roosevelt because he was that, he was like the first celebrity president. Um, he was like, he was pretty much, he was Obama in whiteface. Everybody loved this man. Everybody loved him. Everybody wanted him around. He was literally white Obama. And, and he, he was, goes, to, that's why his face is on Mount Rushmore. Okay, he probably had something to do with it because he was just a slick motherfucker. Now, there were bad things about Teddy. You know, he was racist against Native Americans. Um, he really didn't give, he, although he fought for, um, you know, black rights, he didn't really, like, give them the due that they deserved. Like, he had Booker T. Washington come to the, uh, by the way, Teddy Roosevelt, all before he was president, the White House was called the Executive Mansion. He's the one that coins at the White House, Teddy Roosevelt, because he says there's only going to be white people allowed in here. Um, so, no, he didn't say that, but he did, call, <laughs> he did call at the White House, and that stuck. So that's Teddy Roosevelt. But he had Booker T. Washington, who was, you know, the, one, of, you know the, one of the most prominent uh, African-American uh, people during his time, Booker T., not the wrestler, Booker T. Washington. And he... Um, Booker T. Washington, he invites him over to the, to the White House. They have a great speech. Uh, you know, they have a great talk. They have a dinner. But the newspaper is killing. They're fucking killing uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt at this time for having him over. And Teddy says, I don't give a shit. Teddy Roosevelt says, I don't care. I'll invite him over 100 more times. But he never invites him over again. Unfortunately, never invites him over again. He caves to the pressure. I mean, dude, you have to understand the racism in this country at this time. Like, it was shocking. I mean, you know, we all know racism existed back then. Of course, you know, we all know about it and everything. But, but, dude, one of the, a, a senator, okay? A, I'm sorry, a governor. Uh, one of the governors of a southern state. I want maybe Mississippi. I don't know. Says, now that Booker T. Washington went to the White House, we're going to have to lynch 100 black men to make up for this. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? And so there's still racism that exists. Teddy doesn't do, a lot of people feel, as much as he could because the black community is like, yo, I thought you were on our side. You said you're fighting for America, but you're not including us again. Like there was this one instance where um, somebody got shot. Somebody got shot outside a, like in a military barracks and it was right near where the, uh, because uh, the military was segregated at that time, where the black military uh, officers and, and soldiers were staying where their barracks was, and they were all led by white men. And so the national thing was, oh, one of the black soldiers got a gun and shot a white soldier. And the black soldier's like, no, we were all sleeping. And then the, their white officer was like, yes, they were all sleeping. 
And then Teddy Roosevelt didn't believe them and didn't believe them, even though they did an own investigation. He didn't believe them. He believed to his dying day that the black soldiers did that. So that was like a real stain against him. Um, he said some kind of quote that like nine out of 10 Native Americans dead is a good thing. Um, so he had some bullshit against him um, too. But, you know, as far as presidents go, he did some of the most in a presidency uh, more than most presidents kind of have ever done. The teddy bear story is interesting. So what happened with teddy bear, so you may not know the teddy bear that you're holding right now, the teddy bear that you've cut a hole to jerk off into, whatever it is. The teddy bear, so they went out on a hunting trip once. Teddy Roosevelt went out on a hunting trip and he was having bad luck on this hunting trip. And his assistants, you know, people that work for him were like, oh, to make him feel better, we're going to tie a small bear to a tree and you can shoot that and take that. And Teddy was like, no, that's unsportsmanlike. I'm not going to do that. That's an innocent bear. So they heard about, they wrote, the press wrote about that story and a Brooklyn candy shop owner read that story and stuffed a bear, a, made a toy, small toy bear stuffed with cotton and named it Teddy Bear after Teddy Roosevelt. And that's where the name Teddy Bear comes from is because he didn't want to kill a small bear. He did immediately go on a trip to the Brazilian jungle and kill like 10 elephants and leopard and, you know, leopards. And he literally came back wearing the skin of every other animal, but he didn't kill that one teddy bear. So that was kind of like a nice thing uh, to do. Um, another crazy thing, you know, we talk about violence now, McKinley. So I told you McKinley, uh, his, who he was vice president for, got murdered, assassinated. Teddy Roosevelt says... Because at that point in time, you could keep running for presidency. You didn't have to. You you could do three terms, four terms. Teddy Roosevelt says, "I'm only doing two terms. I'm not going to do the third term." So he doesn't do the third term. But then he's like, "Shit, you know this country kind of uh, this country kind of sucks without me. You know I want to go back." So he's on a campaign to get the presidency back. Um, in I think it was 1912, and he's in Milwaukee, and he's giving. He's about to go give a speech. He's about to. He's leaving his hotel in Milwaukee, and there's fans outside, and he's sitting up in his car standing waving to him on his way to go give a speech and he gets shot in the chest by a guy i think his name was john skank legion of skanks he gets <laughs> shot in the chest by this guy john skanky who had a vision and a dream a couple of weeks before that president mckinley said go out and kill teddy roosevelt so this guy was a full-blown schizophrenic he might have had COVID. he might have had COVID brain back then we just didn't know about it but he goes and shoots Teddy Roosevelt, instead of going to the hospital, Teddy Roosevelt gives an 84-minute speech with a bullet wound in his chest, again, bringing people to galvanize around him, loving Teddy Roosevelt like you can't imagine. He is the face of America. He goes on to lose the presidential uh, nominee, though, because it's more fighting in the Republican Party. You had Taft and, and, and President uh, ex-president Roosevelt, Colonel Roosevelt now at that time, fighting and President Woodrow Wilson, which is the name for everybody's penis uh, growing up, wins the presidency. They go into World War I. Um, and then, uh, you know, which who knows what would have happened with Teddy Roosevelt. Um, he, uh, and then Teddy Roosevelt, you know, of course, speaks softly and carry a big stick. Big thing, the big things to know about Teddy Roosevelt, you know, Panama Canal, speak softly and carry a big stick. He was, the reason why, like how the United States now is kind of like America's, you know, we want to be America's big brother. We watch over everybody. That's Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was the one who got together with France and England and said, we got to, we got to meddle in all these countries' affairs. We got to help these people. 
That's where Speak Softly and Carry a Big Stick comes around. Um, he was very well known, Teddy Roosevelt, for not ever like lashing out at his critics. He would be like, you know, you want to make fun of me? I'll make fun of myself too. We'll self-deprecate and whatever. That's why people liked him. Um, he goes on to die. You ready for when he dies? He dies in the year 1919, okay? What date? January 6th. So I say that I wasn't storming the Capitol because President Trump told me to. I was storming the Capitol because I, I was honoring Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> That's what it was. I was honoring TR's death. I was storming it. So that's Teddy Roosevelt. And I kind of, after learning about him, man, I really think Teddy Roosevelt is a fascinating president that most people don't know enough about, right? Like, what do you know about Teddy Roosevelt? Now I know a lot. I I love this. But we should judge all these people you uh, tell us about. Would they be woke or not woke? So I'm going to say Teddy Roosevelt right now probably would not be woke since he said nine out of 10 Native Americans dead was a good thing. I would say probably wouldn't be woke. What I will say though, you know what else Teddy Roosevelt was for? No president was for this at the end of his life, women's rights. Mm -hmm. He was all about women's rights. So I would say Teddy Roosevelt, racist, but pro-choice. I would say Teddy Roosevelt would would have been pro-choice. Um... So yeah, I I you know Teddy Roosevelt, you know, just fascinating guy. I mean, look at the connections to to us, to the chaos. Born in New York, fucking literally gave us Puerto Rico, died on January 6th. Talks soft, carries a big stick. Dude, yeah, he's pretty much you. He, dude, he's me. He's he's legitimate me. Boxer. <laughs> if you die if you die on January 6th, Oh, my God. Dude, is there any other way? Is there any other time for me to die other than January 6th? Do you think they're going to do reenactments like the Civil War of January 6th? (laughs) If they do, dude, we have to get the cameras and go. We have to get the cameras and go. What's going on in the news today? What do we got? Chrissy News Cycles. Chrissy News Cycles, everybody. We did the I Am Poppy segment. We did the Chrissy Stefano segment. And now we got Chrissy News segments. This is the new podcast, baby. COVID got me fired up. Goldilocks repeatedly caught sleeping at lavish estates in the Hamptons. So people are going into Hamptons houses, the wealthiest part of New York. This woman. This woman. Her name is Peace of Fuego. Of Fogo. Oh, that's fun. Piso Fuego has been repeatedly busted for walking into impressive properties in West Hampton and making herself at home. I hope and pray she walks into Tim Dillon's house while he's doing the pod. Because oh you think Timmy would just put her on immediately? Oh my God. She might replace Ben. Dude. <laughs> when will my Tim Dillon episode come out? That's the question. As I recorded it last week, Andrew Schultz recorded it after me and he got put on immediately. And I have not, I've been shelved. He, he might have shot that one off into space. He might have shot that one off into space. What can you do? Um, but could you could you comfortably crash in someone else's house? No, I don't think I could. I really don't think I could just comfortably crash in someone else's house. I think that, you know, for me, I would be so freaking worried that they were going to come home, so worried of like, you know, a big house like that. Is it haunted? Ghosts? All that mm-hmm. stuff. By the way, we're going to see. I'm go- I Airbnb'd a house in the Hamptons, and it seems so fake. It seems oh, so. Did I not tell you what happened to my parents? What happened? Dude, I get a. Oh, yeah, you had COVID. I get a call the other morning. My parents are all upset. The cops are there. 
a bunch of like finance bros pulled up with like coolers, like they were hammered and they're like, we rented this house on Airbnb. Like this is our day. They spent like 20 grand to rent a house and it was photos of my house. And my parents are like, we live here. We live here. And then there was like a whole fight and the cops had to come. And the cops are like, this is a really popular scam right now. And Airbnb won't remove my house. But I wonder if these kids got their money back. No. That's why my dad's like, trying. he's like, I'll fuck these kids up. I'm like, relax. Yeah, see, I'm almost convinced. Because, dude, here, tell me, tell me, guy, write in the comments, write in the YouTube comments, or, you know, if you're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, write in the community board. Um, when I booked this Airbnb, I booked all these other Airbnbs. You know, you got to wait. The host, ah, I don't got those dates. When I booked this Airbnb, instantly. Oh, it's fake. Instantly. Definitely fake. Right away. And then, and, and, and the person who's running it, like the, the, the late, it looks like a, like a supermodel. Like no reviews. There's no reviews. You got catfished. So then what, but, but what, what do I do though? I, I mean, I have the actual well, address. The issue right now is like uh, my parents can't get the address off Airbnb and the kids can't get Airbnb on the phone. And the cops can't really do anything because it's an internet crime. So they tell you to go to the FBI and the FBI is not going to do anything. Yeah, because so, so, because I mean, immediately, I mean, I'm talking about, dude, Which is dangerous. A, immediately, yes. Oh, man. Shit. You might end up in Tim's pool house. Dude, and then I, and then I Airbnb a house in Anaheim, California that's all Disney themed immediately. Immediately. I'm done with Airbnb personally. Shit. You know, besides right. what they did to Tim, they can't be trusted. Well, is there a hotel I can check into with, with, with oh, five people randomly? Big money, right? Deep dicked. Uh, what can you do? Fuck it, dude. It's an adventure. We'll it's sleep in my car. It's going to be fun. I'll stop by. I'll film you struggling. Get a campsite. <coughs> oh, my God. A- <laughs> um, but I don't mind uh, what that woman's doing, crashing in empty houses, but this article is crazy. So this guy, this guy, he wanted to, the headline is he wanted to play doctor on us. Terrifying stranger secretly lived in our home. So what, so what, cause, cause that, that's why, you know, I haven't been able, I've been kind of out of the world for five days. You've been still in the world. So what is this? What happened? So there's this new thing they're calling, I don't even know how it's pronounced. It's called frogging. See this term? Frogging? And it's, this is frogging. a trend of people living Sounds in like other- felching. You know what felching is? No, it's not. Well, I think it's when you're gay and you, and you, or, or not even gay, just when you come in a guy's butt and you suck it out. Shout out Joey Camasta. There you go. Good. But this is frogging. So apparently this is a thing. People are just living in other people's houses for days, weeks, and even months while you're living there. Like they're living around you. You got to have a big house though. I don't know. I don't know. I could see it happening even here, man. In this house? Yeah, why not? Like somebody living in the back of the face? space to know where you guys are and kind of hide. Wait, so what happened? James grabbed a sledgehammer for protection and managed... Wait... At a house, wait, yeah. wait, this, l- l- this is, is crazy. Hold on. The start of the action's up here. Okay. The, uh, had been away. The, the couple went away to Honolulu. They returned home to find something terrible. This was in 2019. There's a man peeking through the door. He's trying to hold it shut. And the man says, this is not your house. Just very, just very calmly says, it's not your house. Uh, then what happens is, is, uh, uh, frogging a sna- stranger sneaks into someone's space and lives there for days, weeks, or months, right? Um, then they said that they they grabbed a, the owner grabbed a sledgehammer and managed to get the man out of the house while, while the, his wife called 911. 
He was wearing um, he was wearing their clothes. Uh, things are getting crazier by the moment. The inside of the home was utter chaos, Chrissy chaos. Um, they trashed the this guy trashed the house. Um, the there were all these type notes called the omnivore trails, a rehabilitation for rat like people. What? Look at this right here. Someone had to use one of their old laptops to record. Someone had used one of their old rat laptops to record disturbing diary entries and details about the family. So meaning, so they were watching them while they were living there. Yeah. And she found a tight manifesto about a gruesome plans for the Campbell, including surgery such as sexual reconstruction and a hand transplant. He wanted to play doctor on us and not in the cute little kid way. He wanted, he, he could make us into the perfect couple. I think he just wanted to make them trans. Wow. How crazy is that? Dr. Frankenstein. That's amazing. <laughs> this guy had been sitting naked in my chair. Ooh, that sucks when you just, just nice ass. Oh. I can't even smell that. Sweaty, crazy guy ass. Oh, sweaty, crazy ass. It's like an urban myth. This is, that's crazy. Frogging. So don't get frogged. Don't be a frog fuck. I hope that's not the new thing. Imagine that gets like trending like school shooting. Oh my God. I'd rather frogging be trending than school shooting though. TBH. I don't know. I, dude, getting a surgery done by a psychopath sounds. Yeah, no thanks. Um, how much time we got? We're at like an hour. So we, oh, wow. We look at us. Up. You want to do some Patreon questions? Yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I was going to do. Patreon questions. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Um, also, dude, guys, live Chrissy Chaos, July 28th in Montreal, Canada, July 28th. Homeless Pimp will be there. I will be there. Guests will be Jessica Kirsten. If you are coming to the show, send us questions. We will. You can ask the question. We'll give the microphone to the audience. Ask the question. Live Chrissy Chaos, July 29th. I am doing stand-up, my brand-new stand-up hour at Club Soda in Montreal, July 27th, Burlington, Vermont. So we got Burlington, Vermont, July 27th, brand-new comedy hour. July 28th, live Chrissy Chaos, be in the building. July 29th, Montreal, Club Soda. Um, go get those tickets. And then August 17th to the 20th, the Brea Improv. This is, I'm, t I'm so proud of my new stand-up hour. This is, the, this is like, I think, a real good hour. So... Brea Improv, California, August 17th to the 20th, and then Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, California, September 8th to the 10th, and of course, Chicago Theater, September 30th. Brand new comedy hour and all new dates being announced next week. All brand new dates. I got a new tour coming out, new dates being added. We're coming to the South. We got a bunch of shit. ChrisDComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. Patreon.com says ChrisDComedy. You can read questions and get your questions. You can uh, ask questions, get your questions read on the air. We want you guys to use funny names because we'll, we read the names. This question is from Zach. So which experience was the worst? COVID, STDs, or coming out to Tampa Tony? I would say STDs probably the worst. Chlamydia just sucks. You know, it, 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 it adds a degree of anxiety. Like, it's, it just sucks. Um, COVID so far, to be honest, Thursday was bad. Um, you know, I got hoarseness, as you can hear, a little congestion, but, you know, the taste and smell is the weirdest thing. The neti pot's been helping. I was happy that I could taste a little bit of that bacon. That's the weirdest thing is the taste and smell. You know, if I had taste and smell right now, I'd be like, dude, I don't care about this at all. You know? Um, this is from Piper McLean, which is another good name for the penis. Hey, Chrissy D. I actually have a question for Pimp. What, Pimp, when you meet someone new, do you go in and are you like, hey, I'm Mike? Or are you just like, hey, what's up? I'm the goddamn homeless pimp. Um, really depends who it is and how crazy I want to seem right off the bat. 
Got it. But I usually am wearing flower pants, so it doesn't so even matter. So they know you're the homeless I pimp. could say anything, and they're like, I don't even like you. You know what I noticed about you throughout this whole pandemic? You've never got a, a flowered mask. Yeah, well, I had that nice mask, and then as soon as I lost it on the Hey Babe tour, I got COVID immediately. Remember I had that? That's right. You had, the, the like, the Bane mask. Yeah, yeah, Where did yeah. you lose it, you think, if you had to guess? I left it um, in that place you signed the wall. Where was that? Remember? On the New Year's run? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that, like, Texas. I think it was in, like, oh, Texas or North Carolina. I think it was Texas. Yeah. Um, RIP. But, yeah, usually, usually Mike, unless I don't mind looking like a douche, I will say pimp. Right. Steve Brokehoven, what do you think of Schultz buying back his special and releasing it behind his paywall? Do you think this is the future of specials to keep them true, or will the streamers figure out how to continue to stay relevant? I think this is the future of specials, the way Schultz is doing it, personally. I think his way of doing it, his, um, you know, the, the, how he got there is, is unique to him, but I do think that this is what it is. I think that, because here's the truth, I think that the streamers don't really care about the comedy specials because they don't make as that much money for them. So I think they're like, whatever. If you want to do it your own way, do it your own way. That's what I believe. I hope so. I just still think it's only going to be for 1% of comedy. And yes. And everyone else. Because you still have to sell people on not leaving their comfortable streamer to come. Right, to come. Yeah. Yeah, and Schultz is, you know, Schultz is at a level now where it's like whatever he does, it'll work. So yeah. so you yeah. shouldn't, if you are a comedian out there, don't think just because Schultz did it, you can do it, you know? I mean, be inspired by it all, of course, but also be smart. No, it's incredible, but own your shit. Own your shit own is your what shit. it is. Yeah. This is the last one, Noah Hamworth. How much does it piss Chris off that Portland was just named one of the world's greatest places? Noah, I can't fucking, it's almost... It's almost to the point where I got to be honest with you that I don't believe it. I think this is more Russian misinformation to divide <laughs> us from within. I think Russia is doing this to piss us off. This is more disinformation from communist nations lying to the uh, to the American population and making us believe bullshit. Um, Cindy Beaver, Sindel Beaver, which is a good name for the pussy. I really need an excuse to come to New York, so please have the Patreon summer party. I want to party with the Puerto Ricans. Baby, we're trying. We need to get to 6,000 Patreon members. We are at 4,900. We need to get to 6,000 Patreon members, and we are going to have a Chrissy Chaos block party all in the same room, all in the same place. Chrissy Chaos block party. 6,000 Patreon members, folks. Tell your friends about patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Tell them to sign up. Get more Puerto Ricans to the family. Get us going here. Tweet tweet this out. Instagram it out. Help me spread the word so we can have this block party and I can kiss every single one of you and give you all Kovi Wovi. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. We got to get to 6,000 Patreon members and we are going to have the block party of all block parties Every single person is invited, but we got to get to that number. So tell the people. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This will be the way the episodes are moving forward. Tell us if you like it. Like and subscribe to youtube.com slash Christy Comedy. Uh, set those alerts. Set the notifications. Tell a friend about the pod. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe. Tell us if you like the way this podcast is going to be done. We have Venetia now on as a full-time producer. We're doing segments. We like the way this is. Tell me if you enjoyed it. Follow the homeless pimp on Instagram. Follow me at Christy Comedy. Viva la Mexico. I love the Latino community. I am Christy Blanquito. Thank you, Teddy Roosevelt, for giving me Puerto Rico.